Good evening, good evening, good evening. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Friday, June the 24th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, laid, which means to put a load or burden on or in. Laid. Hope everyone's enjoying that Friday. End of the work week is here. End of the work week is here. Uh, I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Been about a week now. Uh, I also hope all the dads throughout the world enjoyed Father's Day this past Sunday. I did. Even though I had to work, I did get off in time and I was able to enjoy uh, what was remaining of the day for myself. And I hope everyone got to spend time with their family and kids. I just do. Man, it, it was uh, certainly refreshing and, and calming to ha- know that you got one day where you can just relax and, and enjoy yourself or, or whatever or what have you. Certainly was. Like I said, I hope everyone enjoyed their Father's Day. Uh, also, man, uh, I know I haven't talked to you, like I said, talked to you guys in a while. Looks like Golden State. Golden State is the 2022 NBA champions. They made a pretty decisive, quick work of Boston. Boston just couldn't hang in there. They just couldn't. They just couldn't. Man, certainly hate to see that. Uh, the series was all right. It could have been better, of course. But uh, yeah, uh, Golden State was just way too much. Uh, Steph Curry, he put on the clip. He just did. He just did. Man, he just did. All right. Let's go get it. We will go get it a little early. Um, as we all know, June is, of course, Men's Health Month. I uh, hope everyone is wearing the blue ribbon. The blue ribbon is, of course, for Men's Health Month. And uh, today we're going to be talking about, or this evening, I should say, we're going to be talking about high blood pressure and stroke, the silent killer. High blood pressure. It is indeed the silent killer. Man. Uh, Now, a stroke is sometimes called a brain attack, and then this occurs when something blocks blood, the blood supply to the part of the brain, or when a blood vessel in the brain bursts. Now, this can lead to uh, parts of the brain becoming damaged or death. A stroke can cause a lasting brain damage also. Uh, You got long-term disability or even death, like I said before. A stroke. Now, this is what um, really kind of got me to thinking, and and and, and these numbers, it, it it should open your eyes. Now, they say they're saying that uh, a stroke is the fifth leading cause of death in the United States, and what they're also saying: nearly eight hundred thousand Americans suffer from strokes each year. And one of the contributing factors to a stroke, there are many. But one of the contributing factors there they have found is high blood pressure, hypertension, the silent killer. It is. A lot of us uh, without, you know, like I said before, without these regular screenings, regular doctor's visits, a lot of us are walking around here with high blood pressure and we don't even know it. Our life is, it can be snatched just like that and we would be none the wiser. So like I always say, get those uh, uh, those screenings, 
and also those routine doctor's visits. They're paramount. They just are. Uh, a lot of us don't do that as men. We just don't. Uh, for some strange reason, we, we don't want to take our health seriously. Or we might even uh, feel as though, I, I know a lot of us feel as though we don't want anyone telling us what to do and, and how to live our lives. But if you really and truthfully sit down and think about it in comparison, you, you got to take the upper hand on this. Because with their, they're saying 800,000 Americans die from a stroke each year. These numbers. Um, if I could just say one thing, and, 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 and I was thinking about this today as I was preparing for this podcast. And, you know, as I was driving home, a lot of times I, 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 my mind wanders. And I said to myself, man, at, at, in 2022, we're experiencing a high number of deaths of people in their 40s and 50s. Now, years ago, back in the day, when, when folks, you know, they were working the land or they were working in factories and, and, and you would hear about them dying early in life because they essentially worked them, themselves to get to, to death. That's pretty much what they did. They worked themselves to death, overexertion. You could halfway understand it because back then we really didn't know and understand the, you know, the, the effects or adverse effects on, on not just how we live our lives, how much of a contributing factor it is to our health. But in 2022, to have people pass it on in their 40s and 50s is uh, it's just sad. We have so many, so much in medical advancement uh, and health and well-being, the exercising, changing your dieting, dieting and eating habits, because as we all know, those back in the day, man, they would just eat, 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 and then go work, 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 work. Uh, but now in 2022, to have people passing on in their 40s and 50s is eye-opening. It, it is. It, it, it screams and says that we as um, adults, as males, we're not taking care of ourselves. And we, we've got to start doing this. Um, I, I, I'm sure we all know, I know, I know personally firsthand of, of people that have passed way too early in their 40s. And I'm not talking about mid 40s, some passed in their early 40s. I, I know several, uh, a few people that passed on from strokes, cancer, whatever, what have you. Some of it is preventable. And then there's some that's that's not. But for the most part, with, with high blood pressure and, and stroke, it's preventable. It, it's a light, like, like I've said numerous times, it's a lifestyle choice that needs to be changed. We all fall into that category. I do as well. I just do. I'm not going to stand on the soapbox and look down and, and look over the brim of my glasses and, and try to browbeat people. I have shortcomings as well. There's a lot of things that I need to change. Slowly but surely, I'm getting there. I just am. And as I, I'm blessed to be getting older and wiser, I'm realizing the things I've done in my past and some things I continue to do right now that it has damaged my body. So I'm, I'm trying to come full circle. It's a process. It's, it's slow, but it has to be done. I certainly don't want to leave this earth this early. I just don't. As much as I gripe and complain about life, 
I do enjoy it. I, I enjoy getting up every morning and, and just going out and, and into the world and seeing what's out there. So I, I'm, I'm one of those. Uh, no, I don't want to leave this world early at all. Now we're going to move along. Let's move along here. Uh, they're, they're, what they're calling the early warning signs of a stroke. Uh, you have sudden numbness or weakness of the face, arm, or leg on one specific side of the body. Uh, you may have sudden confusion, trouble speaking, or understanding, people understanding your speech, slurred speech. Uh, you may have sudden trouble seeing in one or even both eyes, uh, sudden trouble walking, dizziness, loss of balance, or coordination. Now, if, if, if you have a stroke, and, and this is um, something that, that, I, that I found very interesting, uh, recovery recovery time for from a stroke can take on average two to three months if there's no brain damage or paralysis. But if there is brain damage or paralysis, uh, it could take anywhere to two to three years. I have a, uh, a friend that had a stroke a few years ago, and, and I, last time I talked to him, he told me, "Hey, I'm just now starting to get back a little use of my arm." Apparently, it, you know, hey, it paralyzed uh, his arm. He said, I'm just now starting to get a little use back. It's getting better day by day. I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm getting up. I'm able to be mobile. I'm able to move around. And he certainly has said, and, and he realizes, man, a lot of things I was doing, it was not healthy. One thing was uh, he was working. He's working too much. Um, he, of course, he was a security guard. And, and hey, he was trying to get every uh, site he could. Limited sleep. And, and he said, man, that when he finally realized after he talked to the doctor and they ran the list of things he was doing, because he said he had some bad eating habits also, he realized that he that the working, the, the hours and hours of, of just working and then not getting enough sleep. You know, as we get older, you know, when we were young. <laughs> I know I've done this numerous times. But when we were younger, we used to could just party hard all night and, and and knowing we had to be to work first thing in the morning and we could go home and get us about three or four hours of sleep if we were good. Some nights for me, I got two hours and we were back up raring to go. Can't do that now. We, we, our body is not wired like that. And and he said, yeah, it, I guess it's, it has been about, uh, man, maybe two maybe even three years since he had that stroke. He said he's getting better. I mean, that, that's just the effects, uh, the side effects of, of having a stroke. Now, what they're also saying is, and this is um, where hypertension comes in, um, high blood pressure. What they are saying is high blood pressure is a major contributing factor in strokes. Go side and side. They coexist, coexist with that silent killer. That is. And also it's important imperative, like I said, that we get these screenings and regular doctor's visits because it's imperative that we know that the normal and understand the normal blood pressure readings. You know, the normal blood pressure reading they're saying is 120 over 80. Now you have to understand these numbers, these numbers you have to understand and you have to monitor and check on yourself. Well, hell, you can go to the drugstore. You could buy a, a blood pressure monitor. You can keep, keep an eye on your own blood pressure. Now, I'm not saying that you're a doctor or whatever, but
but you you can certainly uh, keep an eye on it. And when the when you get alarmed, hey, go to the doctor. Now to understand how uh, blood pressure works, it is important to understand also how it's defined, the measurements of the number. Now blood pressure is uh, is defined as uh, the force of blood pushing against artery walls at the as the heart pumps blood. High blood pressure or hypertension is a disease in which blood flows through the arteries at a higher than normal pressure. Mm. Measurement. Now, this is where that uh, that number I gave you, the normal reading of a blood pressure, 120 over 180. This is where it, you, you got to get an understanding of your, your numbers and how it's measured. Now, blood pressure is, is measured with uh, two numbers. Systolic, which is the top number, is the pressure in your arteries when your heart beats. Then you have diastolic, the bottom number. That measures the force of blood in your arteries while your heart is relaxed between beats. Mm. Now that's a, a, a big one. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe I read that, that that's the one they really want to horn in on because like I said, it's measuring the, your, your blood flowing through your arteries while your heart is resting and relaxed in between beats. Now, what they give is, is, is there are three different stages of uh, blood pressure or hypertension. Now, stage one, if you're at uh, 130 over 80, that's stage one. That's a little high. That's a slight high, whatever, what have you. Then you have stage two. That's the 140 over 90 or maybe even higher. That's when you need to be alarmed. And that's quite possibly a lot of times they do it in stage one, but they do it in stage two. They, they really push it where they start putting you on the blood pressure medicine and start talking to you about changing your lifestyle, changing your eating habits, getting more active, uh, put the cigarettes down, put the alcohol down. They just do. Uh, then you have stage three. That's 180 over 110 or higher. And they say for that, seek medical attention ASAP. Yeah, that's a stroke working on you. It's coming. It just is. It, 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 it's coming. Now, like I said, understanding these uh, these blood pressure readings, and 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 I have high blood pressure. Uh, here as of late, it, it it has gotten better. I'm on the meds. I'm, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting active. I'm changing my lifestyle. A lot of eating habits, smoking of cigarettes, uh, drinking. Also, I'm changing my life around because, it, like I said, I have high blood pressure. And when I first got diagnosed with high blood pressure or hypertension, I really didn't understand the readings. So, you know, I had to go and sit down with the doctor and a dietitian, and they both, uh, they explained it to me. They explained how that, that bottom number with the, your, your the blood flowing through the artery walls and, and, and he's supposed to be in a relaxed position and you're, if that bottom number is high, that's that's a red flag. That's a warning that something is going on with you. You need to get yourself under control. Get your health together. Now, that stage three, uh, praise the Lord. I haven't gotten there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more around that stage two. But that stage three of 180 over 110, that's your systolic the top number, that's the 180, is the pressure in your artery walls when your heart beats. 
that's a high number. And that 110, of course, is the diastolic. That's the bottom number that measures the force of blood flowing through your artery walls while your heart is relaxed in between beats. That's a high number. Um, like I said, with that high number, a lot of people, uh, of course, a stroke. Uh, the side effects or the aftermath of a stroke, the numbness, the paralyzation, uh, possibly even going blind. I'm going to be honest with you. It scared the hell out of me. <laughs> it just did. And if that didn't scare me, the the the, the little uh, push that was given that I needed was uh, if you don't get your blood pressure under control along with your diabetes, uh, you could become uh, <laughs> impotent. No erection. ED. And I said, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this thing a little bit more here. Yeah. I mean, there are, are a lot of things that go with your blood pressure that we really don't know or we don't understand. I think um, personally, me, like I said, I had to talk to the doctor and the dietitian, and I did a little bit more research on my own. And, and that what that that research and those conversations with the doctor and the dietitian that really made me change my outlook on life and what really what I'm doing to my body, the harm I'm doing to my body. Uh, like I said earlier, a lot of us as men, we don't like to have people tell us what to do. Uh, but at some point in time, and if I could say this at some point in time, hopefully and prayerfully, you do it before you get to this one of these stages. And you have a stroke. And and I've noticed, like I said earlier, also a lot of people in their 40s and 50s are having strokes, they have diabetes. It is life changing. Uh, that friend that I told you about earlier that, that had the stroke, he said another thing he said was, man, it changed my whole life. I became dependent because he was, he was, he was, he was, like I said, he's paralyzed on one side. He said, I became dependent on my uh, girlfriend. If, if just, just stop and think for a moment, someone you're with your girlfriend or your wife or whatever, and you have a stroke and they have to become your caregiver. That shakes you. That plays into your psyche. You're, you're, you and, and her are supposed to be together. You're supposed to be moving, traveling, enjoying life. And then she has to become your caregiver because you're paralyzed. That 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 should open your eyes. It should make you think. I, I know it certainly did for me. I, once he told me that, I started to think. I, I was like, man, I don't want anyone. I don't want to be. I'm, I'm not saying that, that you're a burden on someone when, when this happens. But I personally, and this is me, like I said, I'm not saying I don't, I, about the burden thing. I just don't want to be dependent on someone. Maybe that's the stubbornness in me. Uh, I've often been told I'm, I'm quite bullheaded, but I don't want to be dependent on someone. I don't want to feel like I need that person to do the simple things in life, especially if I could have changed some things around that I was doing that I know and knew wholeheartedly were bad for my health. 
So I, I, I started, I, I have to, uh, I've started and, and I'm continuing on. It's a process. I didn't get here overnight and I'm not going to change it overnight. And over the years, one thing that I've learned and because we're going to get into, uh, you know, like the doctors will tell you, uh, and one of the things when you got high p- blood pressure, they'll talk to you about changing your diet and your exercise, the cigarettes, the drinking, the fatty foods also. We all know those fatty foods. Um, the one thing that, that I realized after I had that conversation with him was, yeah, of course, I didn't want to be a burden. And I wanted, I didn't want to be dependent on someone. Um, yeah, I am bullheaded. And and I understand uh, if you're married or you have a, a significant other, you're supposed to do for each other. But how much of this doing for each other after you had a, a moment like this in your life, a life altering moment with your help? How much of it do you really think could have been avoided? By changing your diet, by exercising, by putting the cigarettes down by putting the drinking down, the fatty foods with that diet that goes with that diet. Um, you know, the more greens, the more vegetables. Uh, also, another uh, contributing factor, like I said at the beginning, we know that a lot of people don't go to the doctor. They're walking around with hypertension, high blood pressure, the silent killer. And, and, and like the old folks used to say, a stroke working on you and you don't know. So go to these regular doctor's visits, the screenings, the uh, self-examination also. Be aware of of facial features. That's another sign of a stroke. Um, I can tell you also firsthand experience. uh, While I was in high school, um, my mother had a stroke. She woke up one morning and I had already left for school. She woke up one morning and, and she said she noticed the drooping in her face and, and she she couldn't, she could talk, but she, she noticed the slurred speech. She noticed her vision was off. All of those signs and all of those signs that, that they're saying that the, this is a, a result of a stroke, I could tell you firsthand, I saw it. I was in my last year of high school and when I came home, I, I noticed my aunt was there. I don't know why it's my aunt over here, oh Lord. They're in there cackling. And that's when they told me what was going on. She had a slight stroke. And we later found out that uh, that's another thing with with strokes, uh, with those arteries and that blockage that we found out she had an aneurysm. Eventually, she ended up passing from the aneurysm. So there there are many things that can be said about a stroke. It is a solid killer because up until that point, she was fine. She said she didn't she didn't notice anything. Nothing was off. Just that she went to sleep. And when she woke up the next morning, there it was. So we have got to we have got to start taking care of ourselves and and just realizing and and having a better understanding of of our body. Like I said, the self-medication, the, the self-examination and the medications when they put you on these, these blood pressure medicine, they, you're on those medicines for a reason. So in, until you can get things under control, that's when you change. That's when you stop. But you gotta get yourself under control. You gotta get your 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 body together. And it would be 
beneficial to you to do it more sooner than later. Guess what? Uh, that diet, <laughs> I, I know it's hard for a lot of us. You know, the more vegetables, then, 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 uh, 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 of course, your starch and your meat. That's hard for a lot of us. It's hard for me. I'm a hey, I'm a big guy. I love meat. Like I always told you, I'm a carnivore. But I've have I have gotten better. I backed away from a, a lot of the food that I know, the meat that that has the, the high fat content content. Uh, that's your pork, of course. That that that, that pork, um, they say it, it, it's just fat. And then it has a lot to do with how you prepare it also. Uh, I've read a report where they're saying that, you know, it's not that the, the pork is that bad. It's how it's prepared also. Uh, bacon as opposed to frying it. <laughs> oh, man, who doesn't love a fried pork chop sandwich? <laughs> no, I do. No, I do. So preparation of food also. Uh, it, it, you, you, for many of us, you can't just stop eating meat. I know there's a lot of people that have uh, moderation, everything in moderation. That's another key as far as the diet goes. Moderation. Don't sit there and eat the whole pot or pan. And quite possibly, uh, not quite possibly, but that goes for the chicken also. Stop frying it so much. Bake it. That's, hey, bake it. It, it. It's better for you. You, you can you don't have that uh high content of fat when you fry because you're frying the pork that already has fat attached to it and 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 then you're putting it in grease that has uh fat too that there goes your cholesterol so yeah we have these are some things that we have to really and truthfully sit down and think about and decide to make a change now the exercise you know, just like they say with exercise, that opens up your blood vessels, that opens up your arteries, you're active, it gets that heart pumping, and it gets it pumping in the right way. No one expects you to go out and run a marathon. No one expects you to go in the gym and lift the whole damn gym. <laughs> Do it in moderation. All of this didn't, all of these bad habits that we have as men didn't happen overnight. So how are you going to change it overnight? It would be nice. You could blink your eyes and click your heels and you're back to where you were when you were younger, where you didn't have any ailments and you had good eating habits. <laughs> would be nice. It would. But as we all know, it don't work like that. It takes time. It does. And uh, self-medic, uh, self, I keep saying self-medication, self-examinations. Uh, I picked up on that one thing that I picked up, I picked up on that because I, I used to hear uh, for women, they would tell women, hey, examine yourself, look at yourself every night, every time you get out in the shower, you cut your breast, and that was for breast cancer. If you notice a lump or, 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 or uh, something seems off, a lump or, or, or it's, it's not looking good, that comes from that self-examination. Because as men, we need to start doing the same thing. Self-examination and, and, and hey, these regular screenings. Uh, look at yourself. Just do. Look at yourself and see what's going on with your body, with your skin, uh, your eyes, your head, your ears, everything. Head to toe. Look at yourself. Uh, you know, not to get off topic here, but I really didn't know and, and until I, like I, I said before, I had a skin cancer scare 
and 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 they told me, hey, that the one of the signs of skin cancer is the bottom of your foot, the discoloration from a blister or whatever, what have you. So from the soles of your feet to the top of your head, look at yourself. Look at yourself. Don't be ashamed. Don't be shy. It's your body. It just is. I'm ready to get out of here. Um, like I said, a stroke is a silent killer. 800,000 people die from strokes yearly. Self-examination, regular doctor's visits, change that eating habit, change those eating habits, exercise, put the cigarettes down, the alcohol, put it down. It's hard, I know, but you got to start somewhere. You got to crawl for your walk. It's a complete and utter lifestyle change, bottom line. And it is. It is the silent killer. Just like I told you with my friend that had the stroke. Just like I told you with my mother, told you about my mother who laid down and, and, and went to sleep on a regular night and then woke up and noticed her face was drooping. Her speech was off. It's a silent killer. And there's a lot of us walking around with this problem. It's time to change some things. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this evening. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. Thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.